back to Closer Mentality. I'm your host, Julia Mellett. In 1998, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays became Major League Baseball's newest expansion team, signed into existence the same year as the Arizona Diamondbacks. Across the bridge in St. Petersburg, the new franchise moved into Tropicana Field and began play to the tune of a 63-99 first season. After a decade of ending under 500, the team began to rebrand in hopes that removing the devil from its team would sow seeds of future good fortune. It worked! In 2008, the first season of the current Tampa Bay Rays, the team won its first AL pennant and went to its first World Series. Three years later, halfway across the country, the St. Louis Cardinals would select Ryan Sheriff, a left-handed pitcher, in the 28th round of the 2011 MLB Draft. Strikeout, Ryan Sheriff. He made a name for himself in the minor leagues, spending seven seasons working up through the ranks of the St. Louis farm system as a starting pitcher, until the Cardinals decided that he would be more valuable coming in for clutch situations. It was weird. I first started relieving in 2014, but then I would also start a couple games too because I had experience doing it. Um, I remember going into the uh, player development's office with the Cardinals and saying, why am I relieving? I have the best numbers as a starter out of any of the starters in this organization. What's going on here? Oh, we see you have more value as a reliever. All right. There's nothing I could really do. So started relieving and did well. Um, and, you know, had to reinvent myself a little bit and it worked out. So thank you, Cardinals, for that one. As a reliever, he had to find a consistent way to make a name for himself. That came during the offseason when he was training at USC and one day decided to alter his mechanics. And I started like throwing sidearm. I was like, wow, my arm feels really good. I'm throwing harder. Like, this feels really good. And so I was like, all right, let's go into spring training like this. So I go to minor league spring training in uh, 2016. And my first outing, I think we were playing the Mets. And I did absolutely terrible, but I didn't care because I had nothing to lose. And usually I'm about like 87, 88 in spring training. And I go to the guys at the back of the gun. I'm like, hey, what was I today? They're like, you were like 91, 92. I was like, what? No way. And so the, my next outing, we're playing the uh, the Marlins, and I struck out the side. And I'm just like, how hard was I throwing? They're like, you're up to 94. I was like, I got something here. And all the coordinators coming up to me. Like, I was like, I don't, I don't know. They're like, we're, we're going to send you AAA. And they would call me in the office and just be like, if you don't pitch in the big leagues with us, you're going to be in the big leagues with somebody else. When the season came around, he was having anxiety issues. He went in to speak with his manager to hopefully get the mental game sorted out. What happened next left a sour taste in his mouth regarding how the organization dealt with player mental health. 2016, I was in AAA with the St. Louis Cardinals, having a phenomenal year. Um, I was an all-star that year in AAA, and, and it was great. And so I had a bad outing, and I had a couple bad outings, and I had no one to talk to about it. And so... I went into the manager's office because he's been my manager since, you know, rookie ball. And so I go in there and I'm like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, you know, I'm feeling kind of down on myself. Like, I have no one to talk to about this. Like, I kind of feel like I'm failing right now, like blah, blah, blah. They took it to a whole nother level and they go on the phone. They start calling the psychologist like Ryan needs to see a psychologist, like blah, blah, blah. And then I was considered labeled, which is not a good term in baseball. And I was like, I'm just a player that, you know, I'm making 800 bucks every two weeks to perform at this high level. And you're going to think I have like issues because of that. Like I'm frustrated, you know, and um, 
ever since then, that was just a terrible experience, so I kept my mouth shut for a couple years after that. He teetered on the cusp of the majors during 2017 and 2018, but in the latter, Sheriff, then optioned back from the active roster to AAA with the Memphis Redbirds, underwent Tommy John surgery. Two months into his rehabilitation, the Cardinals released him. Two months later, the Tampa Bay Rays picked him up and signed him to a minor league contract, which allowed him to work with the Rays player development department and rehab for as long as he needed. This buffer time down in the minors allowed his injury-related mental health to adjust to the new normal of post-Tommy John pitching. Aisha Rahman began her journey to the Rays with a biology degree from the University of Southern California. While getting her bachelor's degree, she began working with the USC baseball team as a manager. She learned how to use TrackMan technology to monitor stats and spent her college career traveling with the team. She realized later on that this experience was preparing her for a career in player development. Now, she works as the assistant of minor league operations for the Rays, helping players like Sheriff, who are fine-tuning their play before the call-up. You're coming back and trying out, like, how you healed on, like, the highest level. So, like, if you're healing okay, but, like, you're not at your best, you're going to look really bad compared to all the professional players who are, like, at their healthiest and, like, still playing at that same level. So I feel like it's a good thing to be able to go down um, get better and then like play a few games and figure out when you're really ready to go back. But then it's also hard because if you're expecting to be able to go back a lot sooner and it takes longer because your injury is not healing properly, like, that's definitely going to take on a toll on your mental health. During his introduction to the team, the Rays sports psychologists got a hold of him and taught him how to calm his mind and focus on the positives of his post-injury career through avenues like journaling. As soon as I got there and I was able to talk to all these mental skills guys and stuff like that, I was like, wow, they have, they, they know what they're doing. I was like, this is great. So I, I don't know, it was just, I love it here. The sports psych consultant, coupled with the Rays player development department's attention to detail, created a perfect atmosphere in which to thrive. I honestly wish I had these tools in the minor league. Like, don't get me wrong, I had a successful minor league career. It was probably one of the best. And, um, but internally I, I wasn't where I wanted to be. So I think, you know, I'm more grateful now that being in the big leagues and, uh, just being able to be grateful for everything that I had to go through and all that, I just remind myself every day. And I'm, I'm, I guess I can find that happiness within myself. And, uh, once I got over to the Rays, their like willingness to work with people was just so amazing. Player development, a crucial cog in the wheel of the Major League Baseball operation, tracks player statistics, team well-being, and minor league up-and-comers. Player development's the one department that touches everything in baseball, because um, it's like a lot of them don't really like communicate with the minors, but they obviously like have an eye on the minors. Um, so I'm working with minor leaguers, I'm working with leaguers, rehab players, the front office, like I'm talking to everyone and every single day is completely different, which I think just in general in sports, every day is different because you never know what's going to happen or who's going to get traded or like who's going to get injured. Um, but mainly like in player development, it's about making sure that you're kind of the link between everything and like all the information gets to everyone who it needs to get to. When a newly signed sheriff came into rookie ball, it was the player development department's job to introduce the professional baseball lifestyle to he and his draft class. Something that I was fortunate to be part of was prospects and expectations, which is something that they put a lot of the like big name minor league prospects through. And it's basically a seminar explaining like what to expect and like 
how your life's going to be after and like things to stay away from and just like general things that nor like normal people grow learn as they're growing up but since they're living a completely different life they're like laying it out for them it's like you're going to be under a microscope everyone's going to see your tweets from like 2012 like these are all these things that you have to like take into account um so i think having player development go to all the different affiliates it's helpful because you can see one like what differences there are from one level of the minors to the next and like if there's anything that needs to be fixed and then also just what the mentality of players in each different level is so you can properly prepare them for the next level. Preparing for the next level may involve a reality check in the form of wealth management. The pace surrounding the minor leagues is notoriously low. In 2021, after two years of lobbying Congress, Major League Baseball came to a deal that exempted minor leaguers from federal minimum wage laws and gave those players a wage increase anywhere between 38 and 72 percent. But for some, it's still just scraping by. When you think about the pay or like if someone were to break down the pay, you'd be like, OK, that's not that bad. But then you think like they're working eight months of the year and then the remaining four months of the year, they need to find a job that's willing to hire them just for those four months or like they need to live off the money that they made in the previous months. And it's just like that's when you realize that it's really hard to be a minor leaguer. Every guy has a different battle like once they're drafted. Some of them, it's like being a first rounder. And once you get to the minor leagues, it's really hard for you because you get othered by the other players like they're like oh like that's the the first round or he's got two million blah, blah blah and it's like you don't get to be who you are anymore you're just the first rounder and like that can almost make it harder to make friends so like you have to mentally prepare them for being in a different like being seen differently than they're used to and then for guys who weren't drafted and just signed for like even a thousand dollars that happens like guys will sign for a thousand dollars like they have that mindset of like I'm not good enough like I have to prove it no one is my friend or like maybe someone's my friend but like I don't really trust anyone around me like the mindsets are very different and then there are just people who are battling like a lot of different mental health issues in general. For Sheriff the only mindset obstacle he had to overcome was control. Early in his minor league career he determined that trying to control the uncontrollables of the game was futile. Honestly I take the same mindset as when I started in the minor leagues to when I relieve now you literally can't control anything after that ball leaves your hand it's all out of your control and everyone knows that all the player development people know that so that's the only thing that you can do is just not worry about the things you can't control he continues to remind himself of that even now at spring training in 2021 following a world series run that included two no-hit scoreless innings pitched during games three and five the day I got put on the roster, Cash was like, he calls me, he goes, hey, they got a lot of lefties, I need you to carve them up. I was like, all right, you know, I'll do it. Uh, that was it, I hung up the phone, I knew what my job was gonna be. Going into games three and five, Sheriff was awaiting the batting lineup that aligned with his strengths. You know the situation, so look, for myself, since I'm very good at getting left-handed hitters out, I know if there's left, right, left, 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 right, or something like that, I know. It, I'm going in the game, and so you just mentally have to prepare for that. He relies on the statistics that player development gives him and fixes areas of his game that can propel he and the Rays to another World Series. So they give us our data sheets after we throw from the track man, and I go over it with them. Hey, is this good, this good, this good? They'll be like, yeah, this is this is good. How can I improve on that? Sometimes like you don't want to like just stay here. You're fine. Don't don't do too much. 
Um, if there's something a little off, be like, how can I do this? And they'll help you with that. And so the data that they give us and everything that they know, unbelievable. During this year's spring training, he's more relaxed and for good reason. Last year, there was a lot of weight for me since the fact that it's my first year back. Um, and I really wanted to see how my stuff would play. And I, I thought I did well and, and I was grateful for the opportunity. This year, it's a little different with the, with the COVID stuff. Um, you just don't know what's going to happen. It's all like in the unknown, um, but also pitching in the World Series and, and doing what we did. Nothing's really nerve wracking anymore after experiencing that. So we experienced the pinnacle of sports and it's just like, you know, it's out here doing our job now. If I put too much pressure on myself, I do terrible. So for me, I need to live in the present moment. I need to not worry about the things I can't control. So for example, in the World Series, um, Justin Sua, our mental guy, came up to me while we were taking batting practice and he was like, how do you feel right now? I was like, I am so anxious and I have so much anxiety, you have no idea. He's like, what are you thinking about? I was like, I'm thinking about what if I blow the game, like game seven, I come into close because last season I was coming in the eighth and ninth inning a lot. And so I was like, okay, I'm a back end type of dude kind of. Um, and so I was like, what if I blow the game? What if I do this? Like, what if I do that? And he goes, if you're going to go to one extreme of the negative on the what ifs, you have to go to the other extreme of the positive of the what ifs. So what if you strike everybody out? What if you don't give up any hits? Like, what if you do this and do that? I started thinking about that and I'm like, wow, like that is really powerful stuff. And so that's what I used in the bullpen. And I was like, what if I strike this guy out? What if I don't give up any hits? Blah, 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 blah. And that's exactly what happened. When I asked the now 30-year-old sheriff what he would tell the 21-year-old draft year version of himself, his response told the story. Oh man, draft year me? Oh man, I was so immature back then. Um, drop sidearm. <laughs> <laughs> Just cut straight to the chase. Just go sidearm because you'll be at the big leagues the next year. Just keep, go keep going after it. I mean, I'm a 5'11" left-handed pitcher you know that throws funky and if i honestly and 28th round draft pick like if i could do it anybody could do it because the technology out there is so far advanced from when i started coming up that they have all the resources in the world to do it thanks for tuning into the sixth episode of closer mentality i'm your host julia mellet you can follow at closer mental on instagram and twitter to stay up to date on upcoming speakers and full-length interviews if you have an idea for an episode or would like to tell your story, send us a direct message. Tune in next Wednesday when I bring on Perry Cortuccio to talk about Division II baseball recruiting and how to break up with your sport. See you next week.